we're back with another edition of Making Money, the show with the financial coach, Ron Hebert, long-time employment in the investment business as a portfolio manager. I'm Gord Whitehead, worked in broadcasting for about 40 years. We got together to do a series on financial literacy. We call it Making Money. You can always learn a little bit more about how to make it. And for people that uh, really don't have much investing knowledge, Ron, we're, we're trying to pass along some information that might you know, make them put their toe in the water and uh, try to get themselves set up for the future. We've been talking about Gartman's 22 rules for trading. We got through half of them last week, so we want to start part two. Do you want to just summarize here and tell us who he's all about? And yeah, Dennis Gartman is essentially an individual who put out a newsletter for about 30 years. And for many people who were traders and wanted hard to get information, especially on what was happening internationally, uh, Gartman was a go-to read before you started in the morning. And typically, his letters were read by people who were traders who were looking for opportunities where there was lots of momentum moving in one direction or another. And uh, Gartman spent his career trying to identify those opportunities. So this is not what we're talking about, or what Gartman was talking about, is not a buy-and-hold, a long-term investment strategy. This is a trading strategy. This is for those individuals that are looking at trading. In other words, following momentum and getting in and out quickly on big moves in the market. And so technical trading uses very, very different rules than fundamental trading. Most technical traders, to be honest with you, don't make a lot of money. In fact, they often lose a lot of money. But there are individuals out there who are very, very nimble, very quick on their feet. They sense trends. They're able to get in and get out. And it's for that small handful of people, especially in markets that are really volatile like these, that we're putting out some rules. And Gartman, over the years, has refined this list of 22 trading rules. And you can find it on the Internet. It's uh, Gartman's 22 Rules of Trading. It's all over. So if you want to uh, pin this up on your bulletin board, it's probably the best collection of trading rules that I've seen. And so with markets as being as volatile as they are, I thought it would be a good time just to review some of the best trading principles if you decide that that's how you want to take advantage of the market volatility. Well, we covered the first half last episode, so we'll start at number 12 this time around. Keep your technical systems simple. I think no matter what you're doing, you want to follow the KISS principle. Keep it simple, stupid. Complicated systems really breed confusion, and simplicity is far easier to follow. So if you go to the library or or you go online and look for technical trading systems, you'll find books that are anywhere from 20 pages to 500 pages or more. Some of them are as simple as you can imagine, some as complex as you can imagine. And over time, Gartman has been exposed to many of these systems, and he says that there's find a system, whether it's candlestick charting or uh, many on-balance volume, or I could just go on and on um, with different types of, of trading techniques. But find one, keep it simple, and follow it. Because if you get too complicated, you're going to miss the major moves, and it's just going to be confusing for you. Okay, now I'm not quite sure how to interpret this one. I read this list over many times, and I went, okay, Ron's going to have to explain this one to me. Respect and embrace the very normal 50 to 62% retracements 
that take prices back to major trends. If you have a major trend, in other words, a market is moving up slowly from the left to right, and then all of a sudden you have a big spike in the price, often in that big spike, you're going to get a retracement. In other words, it's going to fall back between 50 and 62%. If you look at a lot of charts, you'll see big spikes are often followed by what we call retracements or price moving back. And so if you miss a trade, wait patiently for the market to retrace. So if you're in a long bull market and uh, you get a big spike and then a retracement, that's the point that you want to uh, get into the market, not just keep on buying. Okay, number 14, and I think this one holds true for, well, even if you're a long-term investor, I suppose, in a manner of speaking, an understanding of mass psychology is often more important than an understanding of economics. You have to understand fear and greed, and you have to understand how that is reflected by the media onto investors and then spread around to other investors. Greed and fear push markets to extremes, and it's often those extremes that give you the best opportunities. So if you get caught up trying to understand the fundamentals, well, there aren't many fundamentals when mass psychology is push pushing things in directions that are un not understandable. So, but these can really work to your advantage because they'll push prices to extreme lows or extreme highs, and in either case, they both present opportunity. Number 15, I guess, is, uh, is sort of the starting point. If you're going to be a trader, establish initial positions on strength in bull markets and on weakness in bear markets. You know, many times markets will just go sideways for very long periods of time. And those are the markets, frankly, they're called markets where you can get whipsawed. And you want to stay away from those markets. You want to establish positions in markets that are showing strong upside or strong downside. And if you're, you invest and you get an addition, an opportunity where they keep going, you can add. But then wait because you're often going to get a retracement of uh, you know, up to 50%. And that's where you make your, your next uh, addition uh, where you can add more. So you just don't keep chasing it straight up. You, you uh, add to strong positions and then wait for a pullback before you add some more. Okay. Bear markets are more violent than bull markets. Well, certainly, the old saying is that stock markets take the escalator on the way up and the elevator on the way down. <laughs> and so if you're going to trade, you have to understand that bear markets are going to have a lot more volatility. They're going to have a lot more up and down, a lot more jagged movement. Uh, than bull markets do. And so you just have to expect that if you're trading in a bear market, that you're going to have more volatility than you typically get in a bull market. Okay, I like number 17. I can almost use like a baseball analogy here, I suppose. Be patient with winning trades. Be enormously impatient with losing trades. You don't have to hit it over the fence every time to make money, do you? No, but your winning trades are, as uh, Gartman said, uh, it's possible to make large sums of money as a trader if you're right only 30% of the time. So you let your your gains really run. If you've got a if you've got a great uh, investment story that you've invested in and you've seen really really big gains, let those gains run. Don't be in a hurry to sell. On the other side, if you've got a stock that is going down and it goes down and down and down and down, 
you want to cut those losses short. You don't want to stick around to see how long it's going to take for this to turn around. So you want to trade, and you want to always be looking at markets that are are, are moving in a, a right direction, and you want to keep those trades that and let them run as long as possible so you can garner as much profit as you can because you're going to need those that profit because if you're a trader, you're probably going to have as many gains as you do losses. It's just you have to make those gains bigger to cover up for them. And I'll finish off my baseball analogy. If you're a baseball player and you're hitting 300, <laughs> you're going to do well. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, no question about it. Okay. Uh, number 18, the market is the sum total of the wisdom and the ignorance of all those who deal in it. If you're trading a market and markets moving really strongly in one direction, and this is just another way of saying what what uh, Gartman has actually repeated a number of times before, is that you stay with what the market is telling you. If you're doing something different, if you have a brilliant idea and you think the market should be going the other way, but it's running out of in a freight train, like a freight train in the opposite direction, you need to stop and think about what you're doing because the market, whether you like it or not, is the sum total of what people are thinking at the moment. And if it's contrary to what you're thinking, you can be absolutely right in your investment thesis and still lose a lot of money. Yeah, sometimes being a contrarian can work for you. A lot of times it can't, right? That's for sure. Okay, do more of that which is working. This is rule number 19. Do that. Do more of that which is working and less of that which is not. That seems almost too simple. It is, but you know, the the definition of insanity according to Albert Einstein is doing the same thing over and over again inspecting a different outcome. And so many people they they've got a theory on how investing works and how um, trading works. And they keep doing the same losing trade over and over again until they frankly run out of money. So you've got to look at it from the other side and you've got to if you're doing something that's working, do more of that. Not just continue to do what you've been doing before. That requires a lot of mental flexibility, especially if you're trading. So stay with what works, avoid what isn't working, and it'll help you as a trader. Number twenty, the hard trade is the right trade. Often, you're going to have to, especially at bottoms and at tops, you can look at the charts and you see things are, are starting to turn. But the momentum is opposite to what people are saying. So the crowd is selling aggressively at the bottom. And sometimes, that is the hardest trade because you're going against what the crowd is telling you to do. But those opportunities, after you've seen something absolutely crater, and you follow the chart, and you're seeing the fundamentals are starting to change, things are getting better, and the technicals are starting to change, you're starting to see more volume and more updates, then you've got to start paying attention. And that's very, very difficult to do at tops and bottoms because the crowd is telling you to just do the opposite. He references somebody called Peter Steidelmeyer here who taught this this 25 years ago. Yeah, he was a particularly good trader. He's just one of those guys that had a number of very, very simple axioms he, he, he used. And this is one of them. It's called it the hard trade. Is literally doing 
what nobody else is doing, because if you do what nobody else is doing, that's when you get things incredibly inexpensive. And then when the crowd momentum and sentiment changes, you have a big push to the upside, you can, at those points, those are the trades that can really make up for the others where you're not doing as well. So those are the trades where you can double, triple, and quadruple or more your money. They don't come along every day, and when they do, you've got to be prepared to act because it's those big hitting the ball over the fence that makes up for a lot of the other stuff that hasn't worked out so well. Number 21, as we near the end of the list, there is never one cockroach. There is never one cockroach. Well, uh, you know, uh, certainly a good example of that is Boeing. And uh, we brought up that example a number of times here over the last uh, couple of months. And Boeing was just chugging right along, and all of a sudden you started to hear about problems with their navigation system. But then they also had problems with, for example, if you took a look at their uh, some of the new planes, they didn't even bother cleaning them up. They had to cut into them and take a lot of the refuse out. So it exposed a lot of other manufacturing problems that they were going to have. General Electric, another store, good story, where you started to hear about problems with their financing. Well, that one problem led to other problems, led to other problems, led to other problems. So there's never one cockroach. If you have a cockroach that crawls out from under your fridge and you step on it, that's not the end of the story. If you turn out the lights, these things are going to start crawling around your kitchen, and you'll come in and flick the lights on, and you're going to see they're all over the place. So there's never one cockroach. If there's a stock has a problem, sometimes your best rule is just sit on the sidelines, watch it play out, because many times you're going to be surprised that one problem is just the tip of the iceberg. For people who don't follow along that carefully and, and are maybe trying to get the information they want to think about investing, you mentioned General Electric, Ron. We talked about it in the past, but no, just anecdotally, this was one time one of the real darlings of the New York Stock Exchange, wasn't it? It, it was uh, one of the original stocks. So it was the one of the founding stocks when uh, the markets were founded in the United States in the 18 late 1800s and it's one of uh i just think uh, just a couple of stocks that has had that kind of permanence so it was often referred to as a widow and orphan stock because it continually generated higher profits higher dividends and higher profit growth and so for for literally well over a hundred years it was a go-to conservative stock but then you started to have problems in early 2000s with uh, some of the, the purchases that the company made. They made acquisitions at the top of the market, and they got into things like they're a manufacturing company, and they got into media and all kinds of businesses they absolutely nothing about. Well, they got into finance, too, didn't they? Oh, and that's yeah. what killed them. They had yeah. to get a bailout from the government for that. So, And then it went on and on. They got into the oil and gas business, and they bought... Uh, big service company right at the top of the market when a woe was, I think, 120 or $130 a barrel. And they've made many missteps since then. So you've just seen that one thing has just led to another. And often if you exposed to a big problem, it's not just an isolated in incident. It shows that management is having some real issues. This is one of those times we're laying down the, on the couch putting a cold rag or compress on your head, 
and wait and uh, staying there until the your desire to buy this company disappears. And so be careful. Um, if there's problems, there's often more than one. So Mr. Gartman's 22 rules of stock trading, we've come to the final one, and <laughs> this is pretty good too. All rules are meant to be broken. <laughs> yeah, the trick is knowing when. And of course, if you go and look at the 22 rules that we talked about, you'll see that even in these rules, some of them sound like they're a little bit contradictory. The more experience you'll gain, the more you realize that there's going to be times where some of these rules are going to have a higher weight in your investment decisions than others. You know, typically rules aren't broken all the time, but occasionally, as you get more experience with a particular sector, let's say you focus on trading whales or you focus on trading gold, well, there's going to be times where some of these rules aren't exactly going to mesh and all of them are going to line up so that you're going to be in a position where all 22 of the, all 21 of these rules line up so that you can make the trade. Sometimes there's some contradiction there and you have to know what to weigh a little more, what to weigh a little less. Okay, well, some good advice. Gartman's 22 rules, as you say, it's all over the internet. If you Google it or if you Bing it, you'll find it. You can tack them up on your office door or on your billboard or something and uh, use those for future reference. Ron, we'll be back next week with another edition of Making Money. Again, if you have a question or a show suggestion, uh, we're trying to come up with new ideas and new things to talk about here. Maybe you can help us out. You can reach us at letsmakemoney.ca or you can also reach us through the cfcw.com website. Take care, my friends. Stay well. And we'll be back next week with another edition of Making Money. The information presented is derived from sources believed to be reliable. This material is presented for information purposes only and does not constitute investment advice. Before acting on any investment information, a person should seek advice from an investment professional. The presenters may or may not hold positions in the securities discussed on this show and will not be responsible for any losses sustained from acting on this information.